Okay, we are live here with Miss Natalie Decker, who is calling in from Wisconsin. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we are more than happy to have you. So, you are known for racing in ARCA. You just had a start at Daytona. actually started on the pole and finished fifth. I imagine that was pretty incredible. So, you want to start out telling us about that, your most recent race? Yeah, it was super crazy. Um, getting the pole was definitely a big goal of mine. And I still, like today, can't believe that we sat on the pole at Daytona. And I'm so excited about it because... Like, once I got out of the car and everyone was, like, giving me a hug, they still had, like, one more group to go qualify. So I was, like, super nervous. And I was, like, oh, my God, like, I just want the pull. I just want the pull. So um, Kathy Ventrini, who um, is, like, she was the is the owner of my car, is the car owner of the 25. She was standing there with me, and we're both, like, hugging each other, waiting. And it was so cool to have her there with me and – just experienced the whole thing. It was super awesome. Yeah, I can only imagine. Uh, so how did you actually get your start in racing then? I started in go-karts. Um, my dad, though, he owns the World Championship Snowmobile Derby in Eagle River, Wisconsin. And so I grew up around like snowmobile racing. I tried that at a very young age. And then about when I was six or seven years old, I wanted a go-kart instead of a snowmobile. So my dad got me one for my ninth birthday, and then it just kind of grew really big after that. <laughs> so snowmobile racing, I imagine that's quite different, but hey, a start is a start, and look where it's gotten you. Yeah. So how did you uh, get from go-karting then into full-on ARCA racing? I imagine that's quite a step up. What's the... What's the time period in between look like? A lot of different classes I raced in. So I started in go-karts, and then when I was 12, I got into a stock car, and that was a four-cylinder. Um, I think we still have it. It's just this little blue car. I didn't even know how to drive stick when my dad brought me to my first race, and it, it was kind of funny. And then I went into a super stock, and after that, I went into a late model and then a super late model. And I've been doing super late models for about four or five years now. Wow, that's awesome. So Fox News also on February 14th called you in one of their articles the next Danica Patrick. And that is quite a title to hold. How does that feel? It's super crazy because ever since I was racing just at a short track level, fans would always come up to me and be like, you're the next Danica Patrick. And she's just done so much for the sport. And it's really sad to see her leave, but she's going to go do other amazing things. I mean, she's just an amazing person. And she's paved the way for girls in racing. And not just in driving a race car, but other things in the motorsports. So, you know, I just hope I can do the same thing as her and pave the way for even more girls to come in and race or even go and do whatever they want to do and just show them that they can, you know, shoot for the stars and make their dreams come true. Wow. Yeah, that's that's actually what a lot of people usually say about Danica is that not only she's in, is she an inspiration, but she's 
just exactly how she is off the track as she is in interviews. Is that, uh, I assume you've met her personally or? Yeah, um, actually my aunt raced snowmobiles also and my dad did too. And my dad raced against Danica Patrick's dad and my aunt had Danica Patrick's mom on her team. So my aunt set them up on a date. So we're kind of close with their family. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm sorry, I missed it. Who dated Danica Patrick? Was it your dad? Or, or... No, my, my dad raced against her dad, and my aunt had Danica's mom on her team. So they set, um, my aunt set Danica's parents up on a date. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> no kidding. Oh my goodness. Wow. That's quite a story. Jeez. So you actually said you um you believe that Danica helped pave the path for females in racing and you know, there's no doubt about it that's a male dominated sport and it has been for years. Um so do you feel you're paving your own path by going through ARCA versus going through IndyCar like she did, or, you know, I don't know. <laughs> um, I think that the way I'm going with the ARCA series is the way to go if you want to race NASCAR. Danica wanted to race Indy when she first started out, so she went the way she went and just ended up in NASCAR. So... You know, my goal ever since I was little was NASCAR, and that's why I'm going with the ARCA series. You know, you get to go race at tracks like Daytona, and I'm with, like, the best team, Venturini Motorsports, and they're backed by Toyota, which is so cool. I mean, they have, like, Martin Truex is one of my favorite drivers, and he's a Toyota driver, so that's really cool. Yeah, that's... That's actually another uh, question I've written down here uh, is in regards to Toyota. How do you choose the manufacturer? Is it just the team you sign with and that's what car they have in the shop? Or Yeah, so my team um, is backed by Toyota. So that's how we got in Toyota and why I drive a Toyota car. And that's one of the reasons we picked Venturini Motorsports. Um, other than that, they were run by a family. That's another reason. I've always raced. Like with my family, it's always been a family thing. So that was another really cool thing. And they're a great team, a great fit. And then they're also backed by Toyota. So it's just like all amazing things. And and my crew chief, that was my super late crew chief last year, was the one who actually worked for Venturini Motorsports a few years ago and told us, that they're one of the best teams and we should go with them. And that's kind of how it all got started. Right. And I mean, Hey, look where it got you. <laughs> yeah. They're amazing people. It, there's so much fun to work with. Yeah. And even, you know, even when I contacted them about this interview, like they were beyond helpful. It was nothing but great things uh, from all sides willing to help. So I mean, I can even tell from the outside there that they're a fantastic team, and I can only imagine it's the same from the inside. So, speaking of ending up with your current manufacturer, how did you end up with your current sponsors? Were those brought in by Venturini and you walked into the deal, or did you bring those yourself? Um, I brought the sponsor myself. So, last year, 
um, I was racing a super late with Kyle Lasik was my crew chief and he was the one who introduced me into venturing motorsports. And they, um, or he said that the next step would be ARCA and we should probably take it sooner than later if I want to get into NASCAR in the future. And I said, okay, like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do ARCA and Venturini, we met with them and we're like, yep, this is the team. So then my my mom and my dad, Kyle and I, we were all looking for sponsorships and N29, we went to him to help us look for sponsorships and point us in the right direction. And it just all turned into him sponsoring. And then we only got three races last year and at the end of the year, it finally turned into seven. So like we started with three, we ended up racing actually seven races. And now this year we're doing the full season with N29. So it was just kind of like crazy and I never saw it coming, but it's so wonderful. And there's so much, they're so fun to travel with and come to all the races. It's him and his wife that come to all the races with us and they became family like real fast. Wow, that's that's pretty incredible. And the sponsors end up usually driving the sport, so it's so great to see some that are so close to you. Yeah, they're so close. So you've also done some testing outside of ARCA. Um, on Instagram, you posted about testing in prototypes, like the ones that race at the Rolex 24 and in that whole series. So I guess the first thing about that is what is that like driving a car like that? It is so different to anything I've ever driven. It's super awesome. It was um, um, Avi Motorsports was the team that I did it with. And he is so cool. He's actually a friend of my dad. They raced snowmobiles together too back in the day. And we went to him because he had this prototype car and I'm pretty sure he built it and helped design it. So we were like, we really, my sponsor, my dad and I went and had a meeting with them and we, I just really wanted to test it um, and eventually maybe do a race in it, but testing it to start out. So we picked the track Sebring and we did a two day test and it was so cool, so much fun. I love road racing and I'm sad Arca doesn't have a road race this year on their schedule. But the top series in NASCAR, the three top series, go to road courses. So hopefully when I get there, they still go to road courses because it was so much fun. And I learned so much. Uh, I don't think there's going to be any shortage, shortages of road courses in the future. It looks like they're only adding more, so I'm sure you're excited about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was great. It was so fun. So it seems like a lot of these end up actually coming back to snowmobiling, and that's, uh, that's pretty funny because usually people don't put – the two sports together nascar and snowmobiling but it looks like it really helped you get your start that's awesome yeah my dad met a lot of people um when he was snowmobiling and with his career and all his businesses and it definitely has helped a little bit <laughs> so i guess to um change gears a little bit and look towards the future where do you see yourself in five years and i realize that's a very broad question but you know if you could hand pick your future where would you be five years from now that is a very hard question. Um, well, I definitely want to be racing at the top level in NASCAR in the Cup Series. And that's been a goal of mine ever since I was seven years old. 
And so that's where I would love to see myself, is racing in the Cup Series with Toyota, definitely with Toyota, <laughs> and um, winning races, like competing to win for the race. That's where I definitely want to see myself. Wow. Do you have um, a favorite track that you want to get your first win at as well? Yeah, I wanted to win at Daytona. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But, but that didn't happen. Well, we got fifth. I'm still really happy with fifth. And we sat on the pole. But I want to get – I struggled a little bit at mile and a half last year. We went to two of them. So this year I want to go win a mile and a half. I don't care any of them would be great i just want to win a mile and a half <laughs> well where are they what are the mile and a half for the arca schedule this year i haven't seen the schedule um we're going to chicago land okay um, we went to kentucky last year but we're not going this year and that's where i did my first mile and a half that was a really hard race truck and then i went to kansas also last year and we're gonna go there this year so you know kansas would be a good one since i went there last year and now i'm gonna go there again this year kansas would be a fun one yeah that would you uh they didn't do chicagoland last year for arca no they did um i just didn't race in chicagoland uh, i gotcha and that wasn't one of the seven races that we had decided to race right right so are there any plans for you then to perhaps maybe get in a truck car uh truck car yes that is absolutely <laughs> uh into a craftsman truck or you know an xfinity car even just to test or is that um still in the works not for this year our plan is just really to focus on the whole arca series and you know one of our goals is also rookie of the year but next year definitely a goal is to race some trucks um we still got to work on a lot of stuff and do really well this year to even make that possible. So hopefully that is a goal of mine. So hopefully that comes true. Wow. That's very, I mean, it's not an outrageous goal. I mean, you've certainly made a statement with the first race of the year, going out, getting the pole and then finishing in the top five at one of the hardest tracks. So. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was a goal of mine. And, and then another goal of mine is, you know, rookie of the year. And then also, top fives at most of the races so running top five and getting rookie of the year those are my two big goals well i'm sure you'll uh i'm sure you'll get them so i actually was talking with mr venturini yesterday who helped organize this he was a huge help in me and i said hey is there anything you know on the question list i didn't touch on um that you know miss decker would probably want to talk about and he actually told me you're the national spokesperson for people against distracted driving. And I actually did not know that. I didn't hear about that on TV or anywhere else. So what is what is that like to be a national spokesperson for such a great cause? It's really cool. So how it all got started is so cool. Um, I signed with Ventrini last year for three races with M29 as my sponsor. And... Um, whenever Venturini would come out with a new press release or anything, it would get emailed to myself and my mom. And my mom helps a lot with a lot of my PR and Facebook and stuff. So she was reading it and she was like, this press release that came out was one about Venturini and Pat, people against distracted driving. 
and she was like, oh, we need to call Tom. So, so that's kind of how we got started with it. And it's so cool. What, what Pad does is they go around to different schools and just go and make people aware of how dangerous distracted driving is. And at a lot of the racetracks, you can see signs that are put up that says, you know, don't drive distracted. And so it's really cool what they're, what they're doing. And it's great to be a part of it and to help speak about it because, you know, I'm a race car driver. So what I do on the racetrack is completely different to what it's like driving on the highway. And I feel so much safer driving my race car at Daytona, even with all those crazy wrecks at our race. Those are pretty crazy. <laughs> but the highway is super dangerous. And, and I don't think kids, especially kids, they don't understand that when they're texting, it's really not just their life at risk. It's everyone else that's on the highway that they're putting their lives at risk too. Right. And I mean, Pat has even come to my school back when I was in high school. I remember I think twice they came in and I think one of the more impressive things they did was with my school, they partnered with a um, local, I believe it was a local towing company. And what they did was they brought in an actual car involved in a wreck from someone that was driving distracted and they just put it right in the middle of the parking lot. Uh, on one of the sidewalks. So this completely destroyed car just sitting there for everyone to look at with, you know, with a sign saying, this is what happens if you drive distracted. So, I mean, I, you know, I don't think anybody is out there against um, fighting distracted driving. I don't think anybody's out there, you know, Hey, let people do whatever they want behind the wheel, but that's a very awesome cause. And it's great that you're supporting it. Yeah. Thank you. So as we sort of get to winding down here, I don't want to take up too much of your time, especially with, you know, as crazy as life is. So uh, is there anything else that you wanted to um, throw in that I didn't get to? I just really wanted to throw in to all my fans a shout out to them. Like, thank you so much. They were so supportive on all my social media and everyone who came to Daytona. It was a great race to come to and everyone who watched it on FS1. You know, thanks for supporting me and thanks for being there for me. And I love all my fans so much. They're so great. And thanks to Venturini Motorsports and my crew chief, Dave Liner. He's so amazing to work with and and he's the best crew chief I could ever ask for. And his wife came to Daytona, so that was the first time I met her. And that was so cool. I was so excited to meet her. And then also my sponsor at M29 and Toyota for helping make those cars fast too, because, you know, if it wasn't for them back and everyone, you know, we wouldn't be able to be here racing. So just thanks to everyone. Right. That's awesome. And there's two questions I always ask everybody I interview that races. And the first one is what I realize it's very broad, but what, what are your predictions for the 2018 uh, cup season? Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Martin Truex is going to win the championship again. That's my prediction. Really? Okay. That's, yeah. I don't know. You but can't really. I don't even know if it's a prediction, but it's just like my hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a storybook year for him last year. And man, everything they overcame was really something else. So I don't think anyone was upset with that outcome. 
It's it's funny though. I actually had Ray Evernham on two weeks ago, and you know he might be slightly biased, but his prediction was every Hendrick car would get at least one win, and that Johnson would take the championship this year. So we'll have to see. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. We could have on Wiley Radio someone who predicted the champion. That's what I'm hoping that I can just go back. You know, come November, just go back and look at that and <laughs> say we had it here first. <laughs> <laughs> and finally the last question i always ask well i'm starting to ask every driver that i race uh that comes on that races would be what's the first car you ever drove the first car i ever drove wow i don't even know i don't even know what type of car it was but we called it we were really young kids i was still racing go-karts so i was probably nine and my cousins were probably like 10 and 11. And I have a brother also. He's a model out in LA. So he was probably like 11. And we had this little like blue car. We live on like 17 acres of land. So we have these trails and stuff. So we have this, we had this little blue car. I don't even know what it was. I know the muffler fell off at some point. So it was really loud. And we would drive it and drive it around and drive around our trail, seeing who could get the best lap, the best time. And that's the first car I really drove. I was so little, I couldn't reach the puddle. So I had to sit on my cousin Paige's lap and steer. And she would like, she would stick. So she would like, tell me when to shift. And that was the first time I drove. I'm pretty (laughs) sure the car. I was probably nine. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Wow. That's going to be a story that's hard to beat next time I ask that. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's going to be a story that's really hard to beat, but for the next person that's on, that's crazy. (laughs) Yes. It was, it was super funny. And I remember we were all driving it, all four of us, my cousin's brother and I, because my cousins live right next door to us. Um, We live on the lake in Eagle River, Wisconsin. So um, we were all driving it back in our trails that we have. And the muffler fell off, and we didn't know what it was. We're, like, 10 years old, you know. So we're all four carrying it back to the, um, my uncle's shop that's right on our property here. And we bring it in there, to him, and we're like, this fell off. Like, can we still drive the car? And he's like, oh, yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> he's like, that's the muffler. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my goodness. We were crazy as kids. Like, we had this golf cart and we would all put on rollerblades and hook ski ropes up to the golf cart and someone would drive the golf cart and we would hold on with the ski ropes with our rollerblades <laughs> and we could hold on the longest. Oh my. It was crazy. Or we would, we would blindfold the driver and tell <laughs> them like where to go. <laughs> like, we were crazy. Oh my us, God. The stories we have like of the golf cart and the blue car and then we had some four wheelers um my other cousins were actually they were um they lived in like I think Minnesota or something but they came up one weekend and we had these four-wheelers and we never had a rule on the trail like we had to go the same way until this happened they were all riding four-wheelers and they went head on and like one girl like broke her arm the other one slid open her lip so then after that, we had to, like, make a rule that we all had to go the same way on the trail. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We have so many stories. 
what do you people do in Wisconsin? I grew up in Massachusetts, like a little suburban town in Massachusetts where the most interesting thing that happened was one time a bank got robbed. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I think the craziest thing I ever did was a kid was like, gosh, I don't even know. We, My cousin and I found a boat, not found, but he had a boat at like his grandparent at my grandparents' uh, house. There was like this tiny lake on it. And like someone just gave him a boat, so the craziest thing we did was just go out in the boat without a, and just like threw the paddles back onto the shore and tried to get back. But you're out here driving cars and oh my, at nine years old. <laughs> yeah, like when all of us get together, especially around Christmas time, my brother and my cousins and I, we all tell the stories again. You know, like what what it was like growing up here. There's really nothing to do when you go river except the lake we have a lot of lakes here but but we could we had to wait till our parents were home from work to bring us out on the lake to go skiing and tubing so we would all just drive around on our golf cart and little cars and oh my goodness that was so crazy i don't know i don't know maybe i maybe it was because i didn't have anyone else on the street like i have a i have a brother who's five years older than me and so the only other kids on the street was there were two next door who were like six years older than me. So, you know, up and, you know, once I'm 12 and like ready to go do very stupid things, they're already moved out. So, and then there was like nobody else on the street. So <laughs> I, I don't know, maybe I just sat in and did nothing, but wasn't, wasn't risking my life driving a car at nine years old where I couldn't even reach the pedals. My gosh. <laughs> But like I said, I mean, look where it got you. If you, you know, if you didn't drive that car at nine years old, you wouldn't know what a muffler is because it wouldn't have fallen off, and then you <laughs> wouldn't be in the Arca series. So you know what? That muffler started your career. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, thank you so much for being on. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but it's been absolutely fantastic having you, and you know. As the season goes on, we would love to host you again at any time you want to come back on. So you are more than welcome to come back anytime you'd like. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. All right. Have a good one.